What's up and welcome to a brand new NLL Now. I'm Mark Donahue and you're in my office for a brand new LaxAllStars.com produced show dedicated to the National Lacrosse League. We'll cover our media poll rankings, have highlights and analysis, show off sick never before seen goals like this. I rock, I'm high, young future, I do move in the spot. make sure to talk with a different lacrosse all-star about what's going on around the league. This week we start with Brendan Fowler of the Vancouver Stealth. We couldn't have him by video but we've got him on the phone. Brendan, how are you doing buddy? Great, how are you guys? Great man, you had the weekend off. What did you spend the time doing? Uh, relaxed, um, slowed down the travel a bit. You know, between coaching with the Face Up Academy and playing, I've been on a fair amount of airplanes so the least amount of time I could spend in a car, on a plane, traveling, I did. So just relaxed, nothing crazy, hung out with some friends, watched Super Bowl. Uh, nice to kind of recharge the batteries. Uh, I'm pumped to get back after it against Colorado this Sunday coming up. Uh, hopefully you're a Pats fan. Being a rookie in the league, did you spend most of that time watching film and breaking down other guys, or how do you really prepare when you have time off? No, definitely spend some time watching some film. You know, travel unless you definitely have more time in the day. So, yeah, watch Watch our last few games, watch some games coming up, watch some just other teams play each other. You know, I think for me, uh, how I kind of prepare for training camp and getting ready to try to play in this league was watching a lot of film. Um, it's something I'm going to continue to keep doing, you know, throughout um, this season. You know, I just think the more I can watch, the more I can study, the, you know, the best guys who play, the better it's going to make me. So is that what this is about, is making you the best player that you can be, or why did you even pursue this NLL and box lacrosse thing in the first place? Um, yeah, you know, it's, I always thought it was something really cool, you know, at watching indoor, I, I really wasn't exposed to it ever until I probably got out of college. I remember watching Mike Manley, who's a Duke guy play. Yeah, that looks like a lot of fun. Um, but I, you know, I haven't really been healthy coming out of the last couple of MLL seasons. And just, I was moving last year and a lot of different stuff. So this year, you know, I was set and I was like, I turned 25 in December. I'm like, if I'm going to do it, you know, this got to be the year I'm going to make a run at it. So um, I'm happy I did. It's a lot of fun. You know, it's a new sport. It's exciting. There's nothing I love more than playing. So, you know, the league I can play in that many more games a year, uh, it's great. So I, I really enjoyed it. Um, really happy I made the choice, uh, you know, to give it a shot this year. Well, there's so very few guys doing this, right, between the MLL and the NLL. Why did you do it? Why do you think there's so little overlap, and what's really different between both games? Um, Face-offs are a little different. You're further away from the ball, so the way it's set up is like a dot, and it's two lines. You have to put your stick on, so you're further from the ball than you are in outdoor. Um, but I don't think – I don't know. I think the biggest thing is that you need to be able to take D shifts and runs. You can't just face off and get off, right? So I've been – obviously – I've been playing defense um, these, you know, the couple of games I played so far, and I'm taking some more shifts. I think recently, obviously, it's a learning curve, right? If you're an American playing the two-man game, playing box D, it's definitely different. But um, you got to be willing to obviously learn how to play defense, and they, they can't really afford to dress a guy who can't play, who doesn't, who just faces off, right? So just because the amount of guys that dress and the pace of the game, um, how tiring it is, you need 
a guy who can do a little bit of both. So I'm not sure why more guys don't try it. I think it's, I don't know, it's a, it's definitely tough. But, um, you know, I found the transition to be, if you put a lot of work in, you know, it's it's tough at first, but you can pick up, it, pick up on it pretty quick if, you know, if you really want to study it and be the best you can be at it. So it seems like you've had to spend a lot more time on defense and, and carrying the ball on the offensive side. We've seen a handful of shots on goal. What have you been working on to make yourself a better lacrosse player outside of the draw circle? And for kids that want to be like you in the field game, do you encourage them to play box? And what do you tell them to do if they want to make themselves a more well-rounded lacrosse player? Yeah, definitely. So I think I think it's improved me just, you know, I've played, I think, five games so far. You know, I've improved a ton as a player um, just, you know, in these five games and a couple of weeks of training camp. Uh, yeah, I think for I, – I, I've always looked at myself kind of as like an athlete first, you know, and that's how I think all kids should. Like even if you're a face-off guy, right? I played played football, wrestled, played lacrosse in college, you know, played every sport growing up. Um, having to find my niche in college, I was face-offs were kind of my thing, and, you know, I had a lot of success with them. But I think if you want to be the best face-off guy, you can be the more sports, the more different things you do, the more, you know, things you compete in that are a little different, I think is the better it is. So box, yeah, I think – your stick skills are going to get a lot better. Um, you, you know, you'll understand, you'll be a better communicator. Obviously, you have to talk a lot more on defense than you do. And not that it's not important to talk and feel, but obviously a lot more in box with how many picks are being set and how close proximities are. Um, understand shooting lanes. Obviously, I think I'm, I'm close. I've <laughs> I've got a couple good takes on Cage. I haven't buried one yet, but I'm close. You know, since that makes me a lot more accurate shooter, I think my stick skills and shooting things have improved, you know, immensely over the, over the past few months. So I think, yeah, I would definitely encourage anyone, whether they're a face-off guy or not, or I think to get, if they can play some box to get in there, I think it's going to make you a more well-rounded player, um, you know, and, and, to, and you'll work, again, work some skills, have to work on some things that you maybe don't have to as much in the field game. Well, it seems like there is a lot to work on. Uh, is that something your teammates and your coaches are helping you with? How did this predominantly group of Canadians help you into the box game. Do they receive you well, or has it been kind of an uphill battle learning a sport that they've kind of dominated for years, but you're just now walking into? No, uh, my teammates and coaches are some of the best guys I've been around, you know, in any sport. They've been super supportive. Well, again, for me going in training camp, I knew Chris O'Doherty. Obviously, he's an American who's, who's had a hell of a career playing box. Um and I still do it, but I really didn't know anyone. I was like, these guys could accept me. They could not like me because I'm an American coming in to play. Like, you know, who knows? Like, I, I really had no idea. I mean, those guys couldn't be more supportive and helpful. You know, from day one, I was there. Every time I'm coming off the floor on defense, they're giving me tips. Hey, this is really good, but you want to try this there, you know, or sag back here, communicate there. So they're really, those guys are really helpful. Um, yeah, for Cam, I just tried to come in. I'm like, I can control how good a shape I'm in. You know, I can control my attitude and all that stuff. I can't control how many box reps I've got in my life just because it's not very readily available for me to play. Actually, before I went to training camp this year, I'd never played a box game or really put on box pads or anything before. So it was pretty, it was a quick learning curve, but man, those guys were so supportive and helpful. Um, I think if I was on another team where they weren't, it might've probably been a lot harder for me to make it, you know, and, and have some success. But these guys, uh, again, can't speak highly enough, our coaches and players. And it's one of the funnest, most supportive groups I've been around and, I've had a blast playing with them. So everyone in the NLL's goal is to win the Champions Cup, right? Are you going to make a break for it as soon as the MLL season starts, or how will you handle the overlap? 
Yeah, so I will. I'm obviously, you know, committed to playing for the Vancouver Stealth. So as far as our season goes, I'll be playing with them. Um, and I will uh, pick up the MLO. Yeah, as soon as we're done. So I know we overlap two games um, in the regular season and then playoffs. But yeah, I'll stick with the Stealth. You know, I, I committed to playing with them. I told them that. We talked about it. Um, they were awesome. You know, and they gave me the flexibility to play with Team USA in January, which they definitely didn't have to do could have given me a really hard time about that and made it tough, but they did. So and I told them I'd commit to them. I told them I was going to miss that game, and then anything else we had the rest of the season, I'd be there. So, um, yeah, committed, fully committed to them. And then, yeah, as soon as they're done, then I'll pick up the field. You know, kind of – I mean, obviously, look, at least I have a stick in both sports. You know, in college, it's kind of how I did football and lacrosse. I would play football in the fall. You know, maybe I'd grab my stick once or twice on a bye weekend here, but I'd really just commit to football full-time, and then as soon as it was done, take a day or two, take two, three days off, relax the body a little bit, and then right into lacrosse. So, um, you know, I'll stick that. I know that's kind of how I've done things forever. I don't want to try to juggle two at once. I want to really focus on playing box and being the best box player I can. And the day that season ends, then I'm going to try to be the best field player I can uh, as soon as that's done. Awesome, Brendan. Thanks for joining us, man. That's all I'll take of your time. If any of you at home have any questions for Brendan about the stealth, about transitioning to box lacrosse, you can email editor at laxallstars.com. We'll catch up with him and we'll try to answer him on next week's show. So for now, let's get to the rankings. These rankings come from our laxallstars.com media poll, which is comprised of me, Ryan Conwell, Tyson from the NLL, Inside Lacrosse, and Lax Powers Computer Rankings. We're open to adding more media members each and every week to make this thing more comprehensive. But for now, this is what we've got. So number nine, Buffalo Bandits. Number eight, the Vancouver Stealth. Number seven, the New England Black Wolves. Number six, the Rochester Nighthawks. Number five, the Colorado Mammoth. And number four, the Calgary Roughnecks. From here out, we're going to let the top three teams speak for themselves, ending the show with all the goals of the week. See you guys again next time. Number three, the Saskatchewan Rush. the Georgia Swarm. Top spot of the week goes to the Toronto Rock. <laughs> 